0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Creativity in Music and Music Education Podcast. I'm Richard Maxwell. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, This week's episode is a couple of our... Arizona State University music education interns and at this point we've reached pretty much the end of this first semester for the school year and so it was kind of cool to get a couple of their perspectives on uh, the experience and what they uh, gained from it, um, some suggestions on some things uh, for us to look at for the future as well. Uh, pretty cool conversation. I really appreciate all the work that the interns do, all of them uh, over the course of the semester. Um, they. Uh, come in and, and work with the students and they learn about running a, uh, a music program of this nature and maybe just exploring some other alternative methods for their own teaching practice for when they have jobs of their own. Uh, so uh, without further ado, here is uh, this week's episode. I do real quick want to remind you that you can always find out more and, and uh, check out the the things in our recording archive and so on uh, about the Arcadia High School uh, Creative Musical Arts and Sciences Program at ArcadiaCMass.com. And you can always find me at RichardMaxwell.net. That being said, though, uh, let's get on to the episode, and here you go. So um, thank you, ladies, for being here. Uh, And thank you for being here this whole semester, actually. You've been interning as part of the Arizona State University Music Education degree that you are currently seeking and nearly actually almost receiving you have student yeah. teaching left right mm-hmm. yep. that's it after after just the next couple of weeks which is cool actually and next week, it's <laughs> next, the, week. Yeah, right. it's next, next week that's right That's next week okay. okay fair enough so um i no, but uh, so just thank you andrea and thank you charlotte and andrea you're gonna actually be back here as a student teacher yes for half your term oh, the first half of next semester right and yes. starting in january which is awesome and i'm, I'm glad um As I've mentioned, Charlotte, you are certainly welcome back if whatever, whatever. (laughs) But anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, no, so what I wanted to actually ask you guys, and I appreciate you you being part of a a podcast episode, is I was curious um, if we could just touch on kind of like perspective of this kind of music program versus maybe standard ones, but with a little bit of a different twist on it. Um, You've both been very, very kind. We've talked a bunch, you know, just in general over over the semester, and Clearly, um, even just from day one, in in both in your own ways, you pretty much kind of understood the 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 goal and the point and the purpose and sort of like the bigger picture part, which is great. And it's always wonderful having interns that come in not being completely freaked out by the concept <laughs> it sucks. of uh, you know or, or well even not even that, but no seriously it's just the idea of oh my gosh, I can't even like get my head around like yeah. I can't evaluate it even to say it sucks mm-hmm. or that it's awesome or anything else, because I can't get my head around the possibility of how do we do this in yeah. these circumstances. So what I was actually curious about though in that regard though was was there anything that did shift in terms of your perspective or anything that over the course of the internship that you were kind of like, you know, I thought it was going to be this thing. But the more I was here, it turned out that or I hadn't considered this possible. Were there any things that came along that did surprise you? You both separately. Well, Andre, you had actually come in once last year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a, a couple of times. Did you come on once or twice? I can't remember. Uh, I th-
1: might have been only just once, okay. but, but it d- was like a full day.
0: Right, you came experience. in and you kind of like sort of saw what was generally yeah. going on. And then you, Charlotte, you actually emailed me. Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny email because I didn't know you at the time. Now I understand that half that email was just like biting sarcasm, which is fine. <laughs> and it was, like in retrospect, it was, but I couldn't even tell at the first. I read it and I thought, Oh, Uh-oh. here we go. Um, and I was glad to find out that that was just, just your personality being sarcastic, and that's that's fine. But what I am wondering though is, is were there things that over the course of the time here that you were kind of like, or, or the, did it, did, are there things you're now reconsidering, good or bad? It, it's, this is not fishing for compliments. Yeah, to, I
2: think. Well, did you want to? Did you have anything? You not at the top okay. of my head. Well, there's something. So we basically, <laughs> before the first time I came in. We read an article in class, and it was the one about how ensembles are dying and blah, blah, blah. And it was, like, very nihilistic toward traditional music education programs. Kind of saying that, like, the ensemble is a horrible method. We're only, you know, I don't know, making making musicians out of, like, 2% of the school's population. That's not how you should do it, and we need to completely revamp. And, like, the article is, is very like nihilistic and and very much like oh I remember that yeah it's it's like we're throwing away ensembles and we're gonna do something new yeah it was
1: even saying like you can't have lifelong music making on an instrument like clarinet or oboe
2: yeah it was like only ukulele guitar and piano keyboard whatever and when this article came out it was highly highly controversial Mm -hmm. in the music ed world um, and so we discussed it in class and that, and then I was, we discussed it on, I think Thursday and then the next day I was coming in. So I was like, okay, I didn't even realize that like there was music education in high school other than band, orchestra, choir. I didn't even realize this was like a possibility. And, and then I started thinking, so my big transformation this semester was at the very beginning when I first came here, I was like, okay, I'm going to only do it this way. I love Mass, I love, Like, what we're doing here, like, I love the production, I love, like, we're making music that is applicable to students, that they're going to carry with them their whole lives, they're creating, and then, and I was like, I only want to do this, like, screw all the other stuff, I don't want to do (laughs) band or orchestra or anymore, why did I even sign up for clarinet in the first place, why do I even play this instrument, and as I went through the semester, along with all the readings and stuff we were doing in class, um, it became clear to me that, like, it's not black and white, and it doesn't have to be only band or, you know, only, um, mass or like, it doesn't, and like, that's something we were talking about the other day. It's like, it doesn't have to be a delineating factor between like, you pick one or the other. And I think that's something that like, we'll take with us when we go out, um, and teach is like, we don't have to pick S- one. See, you can that's, do yeah, both. That's, that's, well, it, and that's yeah. the thing
0: too, is, is it's so like, that actually, that article yeah. is a horrible article. Yeah, <laughs> and I know that that may sound funny coming from me mm-hmm. because on one level you could sort of on the surface you could be like yeah, but it's backing up your program, but it's actually not. not. It's actually damaging music in general, um, and I'm actually happy to hear that you you kind of like I mean it's flattering in a way mm-hmm. if somebody's like yeah everything's CBS all the time. But the fact of the matter is is that this, this program came about under a very unique circumstances that I'm not entirely sure you could ever fully repeat. I mean, this was just a yeah. perfect storm of circumstance and, and very, very much coincidence that I just was, you know, right place, right time. And I don't, I don't know if it, if it could be duplicated in that regard. But even if it could be... Mm-hmm. The interesting thing to me is the fact that the intention and the the, the methodology behind everything we're doing is not CMASS or, or what insert ensemble. The idea is literally just make music, and period. Have anyone make music exactly. And have there
2: be an entry point for anyone, right, right, and, and and
0: and not limited to things like style or instrumentation or yeah. anything else. So, like, I would disagree fundamentally on the premise of there's no, what you say, lifelong learning opportunity for playing the clarinet. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That doesn't, yeah. like, those words should not go yeah. together mm-hmm. um, at all. That that article to me is a very um, myopic and actually a very non arts friendly article. If Because no, if, if you walk yeah, the yeah, logic yeah. through mm-hmm. um, so I'm glad you guys saw it that way. Um, I have a follow-up question for you regarding how you maybe now, like, imagine in your head where things might work for you when you you go out into the field yourself. But before we follow up on that, I'm I'm just curious, did you have a, uh, yourself, did you have any sort of, like, an aha moment of any kind? It's okay if not.
1: Well, I originally just came here because I saw, like, you were doing a bunch of recording and production, and that was what my honors thesis was. And I was like, I just want to learn more about that in an educational setting. Mm-hmm. And then as I was going on, and we were, like, even in class, like reflecting on our own musical experiences, I was like, you know, as much as I love band and classical, like, settings, it's not all that encompasses my life. Like, I do a lot more, like, informal music making mm-hmm. You do, yeah. in my own life, and I love the creativity that comes from the students, like, how can you be so creative in, like, five minutes, and I took, it took me, like, weeks to, like, write something in theory yeah. class for, like, <laughs> like, like write assignment. something for this chord progression, or put this, um, your d- poem to rules. words, yeah. and I'm like, that, those kinds of things, I yeah. was like, I, I started to, like, think music was like, oh, you have to study it, and it's gonna be really hard, yeah. and then I come here, and it's like, these kids are just writing what, what they want, and
0: I kind you know it's weird for me, and I, I don't. I, that's a huge compliment. Thank you, and and I, I really really appreciate that. I've always sort of like that's been one of the things I've always sort of like keep. I keep kind of reevaluating, and I've I've sort of come to the conclusion, and I've had conversations with people about the idea of like you know notation and lead sheets versus not, and we very much steered into not.
1: Mm-hmm, <laughs>
0: and yet we're doing tons of music fundamentals in terms of aural skills and in terms of recognizing harmony and melody and, and the relationship of those and rhythmic you know, patterns and how that all works together. And I think, I think that what you are describing stems from the kind of like the rules are important but they're, they block you creatively.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. I don't know that they
0: do it inherently block you, but we're sort of conditioned yeah. that this is supposed to be a you must do this, you must do that, you must do this other thing. So that even when we get, you know, the, the, the sage on the stage kind of mentality that we have in ensembles, which you need. I mean, I make fun of that sometimes yeah. just because I'm a bad person, but the truth is, and I have a master's in conducting, so I feel like I'm <laughs> but in all seriousness, I mean, on some levels, I mean, those art forms, you have to. You have to have a conductor with that kind of approach because otherwise your ensemble cannot function. Yeah. I mean, and even here in CMAS, the fact of the matter is yes, we let them self select a lot and they're using generally smaller ensembles, but somebody's got to be the band leader. It just, I mean, there's a collaborative mm-hmm. hierarchy that has to be established that is basically parallel to what you see in a conducted ensemble. It's just maybe manifesting a little different. But I also think that what winds up happening is is because of that habit we get into or that tendencies that we have that you wind up with when you are given the flexibility. Because I've talked to a lot of teachers like, yep. you know, well, I open up these opportunities for the kids to write stuff. And they are. And, and they then, freeze
2: like, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And and it's not because the teacher's doing the wrong thing. And it's not because their attitude is bad. It's because it's almost like you're having to undo, yep. like, Things that have become—they're like Pavlovian responses yeah, I mean, in people.
2: Like I didn't start composing music until I was, like, maybe like a sophomore or junior in high school, and like. And even then, like, I thought of composing as writing notes on staff paper. Sure. Because, like, both my parents were music majors, and, you know, they right. grew up, in I grew up in a household of music and formal classical right. music making. So, to me, composition was sitting down with a notebook that had staff paper on it and writing notes.
0: Sure. And there's nothing inherently yeah. wrong with that, but that's sort of my but point. It, and, then,
2: and then I couldn't find, I couldn't, like, create anything because I was stuck with a notation and a system right. that didn't work for me. And now, it's like, I literally just hit voice memo on my phone, I start singing random words and s- random lyrics, and then it right. turns into a song. Right, And then, right. like, two hours later, I have a song, you right. know, so.
0: Well, and a lot of it is also because, I, again, these are just my own personal theories, they may be right, they may be wrong, I don't know, but a lot of that with the, note, especially with the notation, mm-hmm. is there anything wrong, I mean, look, we do there's exercises not, in here, there's an exercise right. yeah. that, um, unfortunately, you won't be here to see, mm-hmm. um, but you will as a student teacher, we do an exercise that literally... Very much demonstrates why notation is, is an important thing. We basically we trade ideas, and there's an issue of efficiency with it. Mm. And when I think, when applied under that circumstance, I think there's definitely something very uh, legitimate and worthwhile with it. But I think it also creates these creative blocks because suddenly it's like, I'm not doing it right. Yeah. And as soon as that creeps in in any form, I think that's where you know, you get into that issue where you might wind up stuck for feeling like it takes you a month to get one simple little idea because if you're constantly second-guessing yourself, not because you are inherently second-guessing yourself, but because it's like you're taught to, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Y- your example with your parents is a really, a really good example of this. It wasn't that you were told doing something else was necessarily wrong. It's no. just it's introduced to us in this way of, oh... I do this, then I do this, then I do this, and then I have my thing. As opposed to just going with something more intuitive, more feeling-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also changes things like technique. Yeah. It changes things like musical priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be frustrating for the kids, too. Because a, like a lot of the problem for the students here now is, is for example, they'll be like, I have the idea. I know what it's supposed to sound like. I have the entire thing mapped out. Like I can, it's all here. It's ready to go, but I don't have the technical skill. And so when mm-hmm. we have to reverse engineer back, mm-hmm. um, and 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 so it's you know it's kind of like you, you have to pay, you know either on the front end or the back end, mm-hmm. one way or another. It's, you got to pay the bills mm-hmm. on this stuff. But <laughs> I, I wonder if if it's if if. What I've been trying to do here, at least, is, is to address the motivational point of it. Yeah. Because I feel like if I can address the motivational point, then we have a better chance.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the really cool thing. I mean, um, like, our teacher talks a lot about how, like, your classroom is very student-centered and, like, student-based... And that's so important because then at the end of the day it's like, okay, it's the student's project. It's not so, it's not us, you know, right. yelling at the student like, Well, you got this wrong or like, right. you know, it's it's the student who's coming up with the project in the first place sure. and is gonna follow through and finish it. Yep. And so when you put it in their own hands, then they're a lot they're gonna they'll get it done. Yeah. <laughs> like because they no, care about it. Right,
0: you know? right, exactly. And and some of it is, is trying to instill that and in that sort of um, what do you want to call it? just that self-drive, yeah, that that Tom. that motivation part? So let me ask you real quick, just because we're gonna we're unfortunately we're gonna run out of time here in just a little bit. What's your sense of like now having been through the internship? How would you apply? I mean, don't get me wrong. If we could pop up a whole bunch of other CMS programs, that would be <laughs> I'm great. I'm down.
2: Um, <laughs> CMS chapter. There we Why not? <laughs> and I I i be thrilled.
0: But let's down. let's you know let's assume that for whatever reason, mm-hmm. at least initially. You're in a, in a more, um, uh, I'm going to use the word standard mm-hmm. musical environment of what kind. I'm wondering, have you have you had any thoughts about what it might look like? Mm-hmm. Or has that, maybe an even better question is, you probably had maps of what that looks like maybe from the last several years. Yeah. How has this changed the map for you, mm-hmm. if at all? I mean, running away I... in terror.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well for me, um thinking more about it, like a hybrid approach instead of like one or the other, like you, you know, it's like it's really helpful. Like I remember going to AMEA when you and Doctor Tobias and Nathan Oh and yeah Nathan you guys Johnson gave, Yeah, yeah. yeah you gave do. a talk on yeah. mm-hmm. hybrid and I was just like he was like, hybrid doesn't mean it has to be like what your program is. It could be like you do like a, a quarter of projects and I was like, hey now I can use what I know about recording and everything mm-hmm. and then develop oral skills to like, hey, do a cover song and you just need to record it and we can make a class album or something like that. Yeah, like, exactly. Like that, like that kind of like, like those kinds of ideas are just coming from this and like make it more enjoyable. Like I went and saw Harry Potter in concert at the symphony and that was amazing. Like it right. was classical music, but in a different setting. Like th- 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 those kinds of things would be mm-hmm. like... Really and that's part of it,
0: too. To like, those are becoming wildly popular, and people don't realize it's classical music. It's yeah. weird. Like, they, yeah. don't, they, they, don't, <laughs> as, cause they don't associate, mm-hmm. you know, classical music, unfortunately, gets a bad rap. It mm-hmm. just does. I'm not in any way in support of that bad rap, but it's kind of like denying reality by claiming it doesn't or, or, or badgering the public for not being supportive of it. Well, there are some realities here to the world we live in. We don't have to like it, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah. The Harry Potter things are a great way to bring people back into that. On the other hand, it's also kind of a shame in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, part of me loves those, and part of me is like, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. You know? But. I just.
2: It's some Part of me wonders, like, if we just put, like, Rachmaninoff. Like, like what if John Williams had just, like, not written anything, but had just put, like, Rachmaninoff symphonies or, like, something? There are like, some in people that say there.
0: he did because he stole, like, everything from that's, Hulse that's and true. Tchaikovsky. That's and whatnot, true. That's very true. Which is not. <laughs> He didn't really steal them, but, but I mean, But it's like, you know. would people
2: still appreciate that music at the same degree? Or I don't know. is it, like, I've, inherent in the composition? I think... <laughs> I wonder well, about that
0: sometimes. To, it's, it's, it's a fair question. I, I believe a lot of it has more to do that people don't associate the music with the style. They associate the music with the film. Film, yeah. And so they're not going to see the symphony to be the symphony. They're going because they love the movie. The movie. yeah. yeah. And it's a way to get them. That's what I'm saying. Like, part of me really likes it. Mm-hmm. And part of me thinks about it and goes, no, this is not right. Mm-hmm. It's... But on the That's other cool. hand, it is, you know, the alternative mm-hmm. is nobody, or, you know, is, is fewer people in the seats or ridiculously expensive seats because they can't afford to do more concerts. So, you know, there's not enough of a draw to drop the price. Yeah. I mean, it, you know... I
1: don't know. I think I'm like
2: we go to our band concerts now and it's like everyone that shows up is over 70, 60.
1: Usually, yeah, if like yeah. soon. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, that's that's a lot of white hair. I, that's not blonde." <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, it's like eventually that yeah.
2: generation will, yeah. you know, die off and, and it's like, yeah. "Where does where do, what do we do now?" <laughs> right. Well, and I think some
0: of it's, fi- it's what you guys were saying, you know, finding meaning, finding yeah. ownership. I yeah. I also think it's interesting. Well, I do some things in the later part of the year with my more advanced classes and One of the interesting sort of um, results of some of our conversations is that you start to see a lot of them don't listen in terms of genre the way most people do. They start to listen in terms of the effort and the skill set involved to make something. Not necessarily complexity, although it could be, but just the idea of... I get what it must be like on some level to compose that piece of music, even mm-hmm. though it's in, and it's in a classical um, environment, I'm a metalhead, or I play punk rock or whatever, but the idea of reaching an audience, they, they start to really get into the, the why part of it, and it's been very interesting to me um, that I've told this story before, but to me it, it's, it's the perfect example so I had somebody that was doing like s- a survey of all my students at one point early mm-hmm. on, yeah. and just asking questions about you know what they think and whatnot, and 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 the the underlying premise behind it, and it wasn't in an accusing way. It was just trying to see if this was true or not. Was that it was very um, genre specific. Like you know the kid that does this thing or explores this thing is very um, you know oriented on just that one thing, and yeah. it's very sort of like a closed kind of approach. So the question got asked, basically, of a a bunch of the kids who had at least the outward appearance of being maybe a little more punky and a little more, you know, not really into classical music, let's say. Yeah. What would you do if there was an oboe player in the program? Mm -hmm. Because I have a lot of kids in the program that play various instruments, but that seemed like a fairly unique possibility. And the assumption was that they would probably be like, "Uh, who? You know, come. On, that's not the right. This isn't the right place for that, or whatever." The responses back were actually more along the lines of, "Wait, there's an oboe player in the CMAS program. Wait, who is it? Can we get?" Because th- they were so intrigued by the idea of of the sound of it. It yeah. had nothing to do with. And I, I'm not even sure they understood the oboe in its. More traditional sense, but they knew what an oboe sounded like, and they were fascinated at the idea that they could take that timbre and mix it in to the tool chest, if you will, into that the pot of things they're cooking their song in, yeah. if you will. It was a really interesting moment for me. I've, I've, I've held on to that for mm-hmm. years and years because I'm old. No, I've held <laughs> no, I've held on to that for years and years because to me that's like sort of like that was a huge moment in the yeah. in, in the idea of the program in that it really had nothing to do with a stylistic thing or any They literally just thought, oh, that would be a cool sound. Can we use that cool sound?
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, now, at the time, unfortunately, I didn't have anybody who played an oboe. Mm-hmm. We later got a, a, a MIDI wind controller that you can play like an oboe and make it sound like an oboe if you want. <laughs> Those are fun. Um, largely, I mean, literally because of, you know, this this whole occurrence. But, but in any case... But it was very interesting to me that that this idea that it was all based on just creative instincts. Yeah. um, Not on the rules, whatever they're supposed to be. So now I try to look at everything through that lens. You know, what's going to make a creative opportunity seem more, um, if not viable, at least worth, you know, trying. And if it doesn't work, then you try something else. Which is the other problem, too, I think the failure problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, my experiences in ensembles are well, you, you have to play this and you have to play it that way. You have to be at a certain mm-hmm. you know, we were just talking at the lunch break before this about that gig that you were offered yeah. <laughs> that you like the idea, but you're like, I can't do all of these instruments yeah. at the level necessary. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and switching.
0: And so I and I like, and I get yeah. that. I mean and on some level, I mean it's completely understandable and it's and it's um, that it's 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 it's, it's legitimate. Um, and importance, um, but I also think that it, it stops. It's like it 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 just creates like, yeah, like chaos almost. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's weird how that happens. I don't know. Any last thoughts? Any? You had one thing that you had to that you would that you had to say. You should really look at addressing or fixing or. Uh, oh. But only one. Because we don't have a lot of time.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, that you need to th- fix? Sure.
1: Or that we need to fix? No, that
0: I need to fix. Not that you need to fix. Okay. You guys are great. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I can't tell if, if you're if you're debating whether you want to say it or not or if you're just I trying just to find don't, something.
2: I know, I know. I don't know. I just don't know how to say it. It's like, it's like I would, I mean, as like a classical musician, like I, I don't, necessarily see like classical music like represented here just mm-hmm. because of the interest of the students right. but it'd be cool to like expose them to that or somehow like just like throw a clarinet in the quarter and see so, what happens or like right, just right, like right. bring a saxophone and see what happens like yeah. bring a couple trumpets or like something just to see because like i, I just like we have like guitars pianos like mics and stuff, and it's just like I would love to just like throw some. I know you have some drums and stuff in the back room, it's right, like right. I would just love to see some more instruments just floating around. It's not a bad idea, know? that's like, not a bad idea. That's just you such, th- like
1: such get like uh, music and arts from Milanus. maybe like sponsor like a music, like an instrument petting zoo here.
0: That might be kind of fun. One and it's like
1: if someone's like really intrigued by yeah. a brass instrument, like that'd be fun. That's, or a, right? really, a, violin. that's a really good idea. And if they idea. want to start learning it here, like well, we can certainly do like, it, yeah. there's almost like yeah. an idea of like, oh. Those exist in the other room over there. In here, we use other yeah. things. That's, so, and that's like, a fair
0: point, too. And some of it, you know, it's funny because you say that because you're not the first people to bring this up in oh, the no, variation.
1: No,
0: I'm, not. I'm not sure. Um, and I've always, it's, it's a weird line I feel like i got to thread a little bit. Only because it's like, early on, the whole point... And you guys have been here first semester. We a year side. where there's so yep. many new students. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is just survive it. Like, literally, yeah. just, just find a musical home here. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you... You know, just find a musical creative place to as your launching point Mm -hmm. it does open up more but then the irony is is that then once they start rolling with it then it's like i don't want to get in the way of that Mm -hmm. but on the other hand i think i mean you're right in some respects you didn't say it this way but i am sort of it's a disservice to the students by not maybe exposing them to more than other things no that's a legitimate idea what's something you definitely think you would take back Like you know, you're gonna use so
2: many things. (laughs) Um, Give me just one,
0: so we can end on a positive
1: note. Well, (laughs) student-centered creativity, like, like everyone's like, as a band director, like, I'm the authority. I tell you what you need to think. There's always a lot of I want you to do this, and I've actually like picked up that vocabulary. I'm like, I don't like hearing that as a student, but you don't do that. So like, that's my biggest thing. Is like, like, like the you matter. Like what you think in here matters. That is. Like, that's my biggest thing is like, you always forget, like, oh, this is the lesson plan, students are going to do it. And then it's like, but they're people too. (laughs) They're not just what's your, they're not your subjects kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that's, well, we do have the advantage
0: of having a lot more flexibility regarding concerts and regarding events and regarding how we run them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to deal with festivals I don't yeah, have to deal with yeah. adjudications Contests, I don't have to deal and... I just have to deal with the real music industry which is unfortunately infinitely more brutal but <laughs> a- a you know, <laughs> like I said one, you either pay for it at the beginning or you pay for it one way or another you're paying yeah. <laughs> any um, anything uh, yeah up?
2: same sort of lines the whole like student autonomy and just being okay with not having a rigid absolutely necessary lesson plan every day and coming in and be like okay like we're gonna do a project for a few weeks I'll let you go do your thing. And that is so hard. Like, letting go as a teacher, especially as a first-year teacher, it's like we over-plan, over-plan, over-plan. Well, we are taught to lesson plan the crap but it, out of everything. Right. To but it's, but it's
0: also, I mean, to be fair, yeah. it's also that they have to know that, like, we have a deadline Monday.
2: Yeah, absolutely. This
0: is all, and, and, and like I said, both of you, thank you so I mean, those are really... Mm-hmm very kind things to say. Mm. But at the end of the day, I'd like to think they know on Monday they better have... Oh, yeah. Oh, the de- yeah. If they don't meet that deadline, then what you've just been talking about is all so, for naught. It, yeah. Then it's just then it's just a free-for-all and who knows what. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am so grateful to both of you and really all of your colleagues for being here this semester and everybody who comes in over yeah. the time. We so. had a
2: lot of fun. We mm-hmm. learned a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I was... definitely... like My teaching philosophy has changed... Drastically like, oh, in this semester, It's well, absolutely like one eighty for like, the better. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Then I can't so, ask for anything else. Yeah,
1: you start to peter out towards like, oh, this is music education. You're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And then we're, we're just like, oh, we're revamped now. Good. Yeah. Oh, good. Ready. So, to good. Teach.
0: Good. Well, thank you again, truly. Thank you so much. Yeah. At any anytime, well, you'll be back for yes. student teaching. You are always welcome as well. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you guys so much.
2: Thanks for a great semester. Thank
0: you. All righty, so there you have it. I really, really want to thank our interns uh, for all the work that they've done uh, over the course of the semester, Uh, and all the interns in the past and those that are going to be coming in, uh, and and obviously uh, these two uh, ladies who uh, gave us their... uh, Uh, feedback and and, and comments today. I really, really appreciate um, Andrea and and Charlotte uh, taking the time to to talk to me about their experience uh, with the students in the program and their sense of how it will impact uh, their own teaching practice uh, in the near future, Uh, in fact very near future, as both of them are getting set to graduate and move on to their own careers, which is awesome and exciting, and I'm really glad that we were able to um, help in at least a small way get them ready uh, for the professional world. So again, thanks uh, so much for listening. You can always find us on iTunes or anywhere that you uh, might get your podcasts. Please uh, feel free to continue sharing and, and telling people about the Creativity and Music and Music Education podcast. You can always find out more about the Arcadia High School uh, Creative Arts and Sciences program. Excuse me, the Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program uh, at Arcadia High School at arcadiacmas.com. And you can always find me at richardmaxwell.net. And looking forward to another episode very, very soon. Thanks so much. Take care.